0: Hello everyone, welcome to another episode of What Do You Call It? Podcast, I'm your host GB. Today's guest can be seen in the NWA and the Tag Team Spectaculars. Please give up for Rush Freeman. Uh, Rush, thank you for not coming on and saying C-U-N-T. Just before we recorded, uh, We are saying, try not to say that word, but you might have got confused with me saying, do say that word, so... <laughs> That's why I was kind of giggling before the intro. Sorry. Got to get them all out early. (laughs) But, uh, Rush, how you doing today, mate? You're good.
1: I'm good. You know, on the topic of the C U N T, Mm -hmm. uh, yes, um, I've I've recently become friends with a a British girl, a UK girl. I told you about her. Uh, Yeah. Aurora and I have become friends. And, you know, she's my first British female friend. It it just surprised me how much of a potty mouth that girl has. (laughs) The things she will say.
0: Uh, yeah, it's I kind of that. like <laughs> oh. you'll hear it quite a lot, and especially like the south of England. We just say it like "there's no tomorrow," and as casual as it can be, as well. But when you guys say it, it's really like impactful, I've noticed. Like yes, you'll hear it like I'm American sure TV. Sure yeah, yeah,
1: like you cannot say it in the United States. Like, <laughs> girl,
0: that is the meanest word you can call a girl. <laughs> I, I actually I prefer hearing Americans say it as opposed to British people saying it. If I will be honest, <laughs> <laughs>
1: Uh, I love hearing you guys say all this stuff. I couldn't understand half the stuff
0: you said on your Instagram. <laughs> That's cool, man. That's cool. Um, I'm going to jump straight into it because it happened recently. Um, it's basically you wrestling at the Chase, a historic venue, uh, yes. 74th anniversary of the uh, NWA. I want to ask from Hugh, how was the experience? How did it feel to be wrestling in that venue?
1: Man, did you get to watch the show?
0: I glossed over a lot of it, yeah. Okay,
1: so... I love The Chase. I got to mm-hmm. be – I was the very first person to uh, wrestle in The Chase in over 37 years, I believe. Uh, mm-hmm. Myself and Sam Adonis, who was wrestling as El Rudo in the NWA, uh, we were the first ones to wrestle in The Chase after 37 – I believe it 37 years. Oh, and wow. uh, that was last year at NWA 73. So The Chase is you know, my favorite building to wrestle in. And, uh, you know, this year in NWA 74, I got to be in a uh, – it was a tag team battle the royal. There's 12 mm-hmm. teams in there. It was for the United States Tag Team Championship. That title's been gone for many years, and they are bringing it back. The Fixers ended up winning. It was over the top rope elimination style match. Uh, I did great. I had to, you know, put myself over. I did great. <laughs> I was, I was very pleased with it. I loved the match. I uh, Didn't win. I really wanted us to win. Um, myself and Brady and Rolando, we had talked about this match for the past two, three months now. Like. We were dieting hard. We were working hard in the gym. Mm -hmm. Uh, I literally got so big, I had to buy – I bought these new suits about two months ago and uh, came time to bring them to the show and stuff. We already had them tailored. They didn't fit because I put on so much weight. So I had to buy the suits again, buy them again. But uh, did you get to see Rolando and Matt Cardona?
0: Yes. Oh, dude. man, I love it. Matt Carter still moaning about it now. I'm yes. Sorry, social media. moaned to this guy. <laughs>
1: Do you see that picture of Rolando at the pool?
0: Yeah. <laughs> I, He's like to oh, allude to this guy. I loved it, mate. <laughs> dude,
1: I, I can't tell you how happy I was to my brother beat him. Yeah. Just so happy.
0: Uh, I want to ask about your brother, but I will jump into the NWA in a bit, but I want to take a step back. I want to discover what actually got you into wrestling in the first place.
1: Yeah, uh... You know, I, I was I grew up in the South in America, and you know, there's NASCAR and there's professional wrestling. So I didn't care about NASCAR, but I loved wrestling. And uh, you know, I got into it in the late '90s. Uh, I was obsessed with The Rock, and my mom literally grounded me. She like no, not to watch wrestling; it's violent. She probably thought I'd not gay. Like I don't know, what well thought, but she wouldn't let me watch it for years. And finally, uh, in 2002, I started watching it again. That was about the time John Cena came in mm-hmm. and. This- and uh, I just got really into it, and she, you know, she let me watch it. So just
0: gave just,
1: up. Yeah, I used to have a VCR. I had multiple VCRs, and I would record every week. I'd go buy VHSs, and I'd go record the shows, and I'd watch them over and over again. So I'd have like a whole WWE network in my little bookshelf of just VHSs. And anyway, I watched wrestling like crazy growing up. Get, just stayed into it. I loved John Cena. I loved Eddie Guerrero. Uh, Chris Benoit a huge Chris Benoit fan. Um, Kurt Angle, Rey Mysterio, I love Ray Mysterio, mm. and Ed. and so like all the SmackDown 6 were my guys. And, uh, you know, I just really stayed into it. And I didn't, getting into wrestling, I, I always wanted it. I'd always tell people as a kid, I want to be professional wrestlers when I grow up. And I get made fun of, you will mm. get made fun of for it. Um, and so I never really pursued it. i kind of messaged people about it in college, I messaged people about it when I was working. And then I heard Ricky Morton on the Stone Cold Steve Austin podcast one time. I was already done with college. I got my master's degree. I'm working in my regular career job. And uh, I'm like, I don't want to do this forever. I want to chase my dreams, you know. And uh, I started looking at wrestling schools. And I trained with some local yokels. That's what we call them just the guys who don't really, you know, they never did anything, but they're going to train you. I started training with them. And uh, it wasn't the worst experience, but I definitely wasn't getting properly trained. And uh, took some time off. I, I became friends with James Storm. Are you familiar with James Storm? Yeah. He went. He went to my yeah, gym buddy. and uh, cowboy. He went to my gym in Spring Hill, Tennessee, and uh, I uh, just mustered up the courage one day to ask, man, how do you get into your business? How do you How do you make it happen? He told me you got to go get trained at a proper school. You know, you got to just you gotta look the part, and uh, you just got got to be different. Mm-hmm. And so.
0: I grew my mullet,
1: grew the hair out. I love and it.
0: Was it the Kentucky Waterfalls? You guys? Yeah, yeah, the Oklahoma
1: Waterfalls. Yeah. I, like, I used to just have this. It just used to be a square-headed ugly <laughs> thing. And so, anyway, I grew my hair out. I started going to school, uh, tried and True Pro Academy. I trained with Jeremiah Plunkett, who was my partner, in the will Begotten with the NWA. And uh, I also trained with Tom Latimer. And uh, I moved around a lot, and it's just been mm. – It's something different all the time. I've lived in ten different states in the United States. I've trained with four different schools now. Uh, Could could technically be five if you want to count a place in Alabama. And uh, you know, every time I try to move somewhere else, it's usually for a shoot job because wrestling isn't paying the bills for yet. So I'll take these high-paying moving jobs, traveling construction, and uh, I will uh, just get into get into wrestling training in there so right now yeah. i've been working a lot around
0: pittsburgh pennsylvania but that's that's awesome though that makes that would make you very versatile and also the experience mm-hmm. that you're gaining in other states and other schools that can't be taught just by one no. person you know you'll learn it from different people okay. Um I, I see that you also went to the nightmare factory as well
1: yeah i was the nightmare fan. i didn't do cody rhodes class i went with yeah. qt i tried to get in cody's first class i had the money and everything and i wanted mm-hmm. in there and they said they didn't want anyone who'd already been trained. So they did actually have a couple of people that had already been like kind of trained. But uh, I was, you know, already in an advanced class and doing matches and stuff. So they didn't want me. Uh, they told me just get into their night class, their advanced class. So I trained with them. But yeah, I didn't get to, I didn't get the fancy nightmare jacket. Ah,
0: uh, but I mean that's, that's kind of a compliment. compliment. It's like you're kind of too good for this. You know?
1: Yeah, <laughs> not, yeah kind of. You're like still I don't want you know hell I would already worked all these other promotions and yeah. Not that I want to, but,
0: you know, my it would have yeah. changed the trajectory of where I was. No, that's cool, man. With the the training, just before Nightmare Factory as well, but just in general, when you were beginning your training, what were some of the biggest challenges that you found in terms of getting into pro wrestling? Would you say, like, promos, the bumping, the traveling?
1: Uh, so I have a bad neck. Uh, it's never been a neck injury. It's just my neck is straight. Mm-hmm. So my bumps, um, a lot of times I'll get these massive headaches, and I still get them, just so that I to one. Um, doing front rolls, uh, it was usually the rolls and the bumps. Now speaking, doing promos, that's progressively gotten a little better. Uh, I'm still not the rock, but I'm, you know, I'm not not the worst. Yeah. Uh, so promos is just I I have a speaking job for my construction job. I have to do safety meetings all the time, and I have to speak. It's um, so like talking to you. I can clearly have a decent conversation, but yeah. Uh, sometimes, if you try to get it across in wrestling promo. You know, get old school with it and talk brother. It uh, doesn't doesn't come across as well as you want it to. i botched a promo. Uh, I've, I've shipped the bed a little bit before. But uh, so, really, I was fine on on form and stuff. It was just like my body hated the rolls. Yeah. yeah.
0: But you got to, You got used to it. You know, yeah. You're still doing it now. So, You've come, your yeah. body's probably come accustomed to it. That promo, by the way, the botch one you just mentioned. Do you have access to that? Is that on the internet? If no. Not, um,
1: they, they got rid of it. It was uh, ah. it was the last set of tapings. We were in Knoxville. We had, we had a pay-per-view the night before. And I worked with, uh, what's his name? Sam Shaw, Dexter mm-hmm. Uh Did great. They just told me to go out, be myself, be goofy, and have fun. So I did. Next night, uh, we were going to introduce my big brother, Rolando, the one who's just recently defeated Matt Cardona. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> we were calling out the world heavyweight champion, Trevor Murdoch. But in doing so, I accidentally called him the national world heavyweight champion. That's two different titles, and so uh, it really wasn't just the worst promo. Like it was a little goofy. It yeah. Could have been clean it up, but uh, you know, once you call, they, you can't call somebody by the wrong championship. You, know, you can't call John Cena the Intercontinental Champion.
0: You will end up on Botchmania. It, yeah, just like that. <laughs>
1: but, yeah. So. Anyway, um, you know, I, we got through it, did the whole spot, everything, mm-hmm. the crowd reaction was great because they got to see my big brother who's this tall and, uh, you know, they, they loved it, but then they told us afterwards, like, hey, um, we're going to shoot this again after the crowd leaves and we're just going to change it. And so we're like, no, we won't get that same crowd reaction. Oh. We did it, and, uh, you know, the spot was there and it just we did it, but, you know, it wasn't the same.
0: Nah, that's cool. I will talk about your big brother because I love the pair and I think it's fucking quality. Mm-hmm. Um, but I just want to talk to you about your debut, your official wrestling debut because I want to hear mm-hmm. like how it was and you know if you had any family there because I actually tend to get good answers from this now when I ask wrestlers. So I want to hear from you when did you make your official in ring debut? How do you think it went? And did you have any family or friends there? Yeah, this
1: was uh June 2021. I want to say it was June. Um, mm-hmm. uh, I've got it. But um, anyway, um, I was, I worked with NWA, we just finished our 10th season. I've been with them since season two. So I've now worked with them for eight full seasons. Um, In those times, I started off with my truck. I drove, I'd go get materials from Home Depot, I'd go buy a table so we could put someone through it. I'd go buy chairs to hit someone with water to drink and, you know, I'd I'd get catering. And so I was there, I was paying my dues and I was helping out. Yeah. Uh, I did a very good job. If anyone's listening and they want to be a wrestler one day, pay your dues, just like I just described. Uh, But anyway, I worked my butt off. Finally, uh, we came back from COVID. And I think this was the first time we've met since we came back from COVID. Uh, We, uh, second time, excuse me. uh, We came back and uh, I I was in very good shape. And I, you know, self-presentation is very important. So Mm. get a good tan, get your beard cleaned up. Get your hair lined up with the barber. Look oh, like a star. They keep my
0: fix at the moment. <laughs> yeah,
1: look like look like you you're coming in with purpose. And uh, it's I'm not going to say that I just I, I just impressed him, but you know Billy and I we we knew each other. We didn't talk a lot. I knew to keep my mouth shut. I was the new guy. But he you know he, he gave me a shot. He said I walked out of the hotel one night. He said Crimson, I I have an opportunity. Uh, we might need to use some of your boys. And uh, it just ended up being me. I just walked, into, walked in. He thought about it right there. He said it to Crimson. And uh, they they gave me the opportunity. They put me in a, a triple threat match the next day. It was with Jordan Clearwater and a kid named Papa mm. Jive.
0: So that and was I, your in-ring debut?
1: That was the in-ring. The, yeah. I was in the match. Uh, yeah, I
0: didn't know that was your debut, yeah. though. Bloody hell. Yeah, so
1: I, I'm typically not a heel. Yeah. I'm typically a major babyface. Yeah. But um,
0: Jordan Clearwater
1: was a pretty boy babyface. This other yeah. guy... Papa jive, he's clearly just some happy to be there, happy hipster hippie guy. So I'm like, all right, we need a heel. We need a heel in this match. So I'll take it. And I'm wearing all black anyway. Just let me be mean. And so um, I just turned it up and uh, I did all right. And that was the only time I've really just been a full-on heel in this, yeah. part, in this promotion. But uh, I've, I've worked heel you know, on the Indies a couple of places. But for the most part, of all the matches I've had, I'm, I'm 99% of the time, I'm the white meat baby face.
0: No, that's, that's cool. Man. I didn't know that was quite sort of early on in your career that match. I, yeah, I've seen that.
1: And uh, like you were saying about my parents, you know, my parents, my mom was there. She tries to make it to every taping, uh, even before oh, I was working. That's out. cute. Um, <laughs> um, so mom got to be there. It was really touching, and she got to take pictures with me before and after, and all this stuff was nice. She actually, I told her, uh, mom, I've got a match. I need you to run to the store and get. I started talk. <laughs> uh, Go get me all this stuff
0: does she get does she probably get into it does she become a fan like separate herself yeah. from being your mom to like
1: get your hands off him <laughs> yeah he, uh, she really gets into it and uh, you know she she's kind of a mark she we're at the chase and uh I know, we're you know we're starving they they cater us they cater to us a great lunch every time it's' a troll yeah. a, something healthy you know. Dinner time is always pizza, and pizza, you just we, it sticks to us. We try not to eat it. So there will always be plenty of pizza left, but there's never steak and everything else that they cater. So um, anyway, we, me and Brady, my partner, we left, and we went to the bar in the restaurant, or in the hotel restaurant. We were going to go get some food. My mom's already in there, and she's sitting there hanging out with Ricky Morton, <laughs> just, just hanging out shooting the shit with Ricky Morton because, you know, she knows who he is. Uh, yeah, so, I mean, she's just a mark.
0: That's great. I've never ever heard. I've done about 120 episodes nearly, and I've never heard any wrestler call their mama mark. That's fucking boring. yeah. <laughs> That's going <good> in the <laughs> caption. That is.
1: This is the same woman that grounded me from
0: watching didn't Say 20 mom. years yeah. ago, you were allowed to watch the damn thing, and now she's mm-hmm. like a bigger fan yeah. than you.
1: The hell, mom? Of course, that was the Attitude Era. Also, it was the 90s. So yeah, I mean, there's... you kind, I kind of
0: understand. Yeah.
1: Like it was a little I can see why you wouldn't watch a kid. I don't I don't think I worry about
0: him being gay, I worry about him being a pervert. <laughs> Honestly, I remember watching uh the Katie Vic angle with my parents. That was the only time they are like, No, no more. Yeah, no no. More. <laughs> no, this is just too much. I had to wait like a week or two yeah. to, to sneak and watch it back. I was like, I think they've apologized now, They're never gonna do it again. And thankfully they haven't, but that was oh,
1: yeah. Yeah. When we crazy. were kids, that was our excuse. That never happens on here. They never do that kind of stuff. No, <laughs>
0: <Yeah. laughs> oh, never happens. Like, you go to the playground, did you see what happened? Triple H with the corpse, like... Yes, oh, <laughs> the corpse. I wonder if I've still got the VHS for that, mate. Because you remind me, like, VHS just brings me back memories, like, collection uh... it, like, and just taping over it if you're desperate as well. And
1: Yes, you're like, God, I don't want to tape over this, but I guess I will, because you can't yeah. not tape-
0: Oh um, I used to be even sad. I used to make video covers as well for like pay per views and Raw special episodes, and God, I'm so sad. But because mm-hmm. wrestling podcasts, there are people out there going to listen to it. they are like, I did that too, and yeah, which is which is awesome, man. Um, NWA power. I've had Nick Aldis on before, Saranero, who I know you've you know faced, and unfortunately he beat yeah. you. But but I want to hear oh. from you. They've talked about NWA very passionately. You know what it means to them. I want to hear from you. What was your first impression of the nwa also what does it mean to you if you had to tell someone to watch it that's never watched wrestling before but you had mm-hmm. to persuade them to watch this how would you pitch it to them
1: okay so i'll start with what it means to me mm-hmm. um like i didn't know the nwa i uh i grew up watching wwe i didn't ever watch tna i didn't watch impact i didn't watch uh, New Japan or these other promotions. Uh, which yeah. Underground never watched it. Um, I just cared about WWE, the Fed. And so they did the first season of NWA tapings. And the place I went to school and trained under Crimson, They uh, we got to do the ring crew. So like we supplied the ring, they bought the aprons and the, you know, they brought the apron, brought the tarps and everything. Mm-hmm. Uh, but we supplied the boards and frames and everything. So we did all the work. Uh, the first time, that they were doing it I they were like does anyone want to come volunteer we're going to go to Atlanta you'll get paid like you know 30 bucks a day something terrible and uh, I was like all right I have a job I'm not going to take off vacation and go do this and lose thousand dollars or something just to uh go go do this and there's probably going to be no one there and I never want to work there I want to get to the WWE that was my goal you know and uh so anyway I skipped it and I they were like, oh, man, it was so fun. They told me about how much fun it was. And so they started airing them on YouTube every week. We still mm-hmm. do. And um, I, start, I just started watching it. And it was old school. It's completely different from Monday Night Raw. Yeah. It's, it's in a studio. So for people who don't know this, like, it, this is studio old school wrestling. There's a crowd of you know, less than 100 people. Uh, we used to have an uh, uh, upper escalating audience, like, you know, like in the studio. And uh, now we just have chairs around the, around the ring. But uh, it's, this is studio wrestling. There's a podium right there. There's a commentator named Kyle Davis, and he's going he's gonna to be, you know, hyping up the next match. We're going to go to the ring, kick Ring the Bell, Velvet Sky from, you know, Impact, true, or, excuse me, TNA, Impact, mm-hmm. uh, Velvet Sky, Joe Galley, Tim Storm, they're our commentators. Uh, sometimes Austin Idol and it's just I love Tim a- Storm
0: by the way. Like he actually his feud with Nick Aldis got me into NWA like yeah. just his story was brilliant. So I mean I didn't he, cut you off but I just had to no you're fine. He like that. A,
1: he's <laughs> a great human being. I can't think of a single negative thing to say about Tim yeah. um but anyway uh you watch the matches each match that we have is completely different from anything you'll see on any other product mm-hmm. WWE, AEW, New Japan. This is all storytelling. This is all old-school stuff that will – it will – if there's older generations, people who – I watched wrestling in the 80s. I watched the Fabulous Freebirds. I watched the Fantastics or the Rock and Roll Express. They're going to relate to what we're doing Mm -hmm. because we work the crowd. We're getting the crowd into it. We're not going up and pulling out – we've got ladders. We use ladders, but we're not using them every single week. We're not – don't have, I love the guy to death. <laughs> Sammy Guevara, we don't have a Sammy Guevara. We don't have somebody who's doing death-defying stuff on a every paper. We might have something death-defying come up on our paper. We're not going to jump off the hell in a cell. Mm, but
0: you're not going to okay? see it every week. You know, by the yeah. time you get to the big show, you're like, i have we seen it?
1: Yes, and that's kind of where, where wrestling is at. It's that it that factor of, mm. oh, my God, that's awesome, is leaving because people see it every week. So we're trying to uh, focus on character-based, Uh, Myself, I'm a southern redneck from Oklahoma. I grew up doing rodeos, fishing, uh, shooting guns, uh, bailing hay in the summertime. I worked at a fast food restaurant. That was who I was as a kid. Now, I wrestle in trunks and boots, and I wear a bow tie, and I have a jacket. uh,
0: (laughs) I do love the look, by the way. It's so cool.
1: (laughs) Thank you. We are characters. We are entertainers. And, uh, yes, we're wrestlers, and we're tough. We get punched in the face and we keep going and we really do get punched in the face it happens my lip is swollen right now it happens all the time mm. but um yes it's entertainment and that's what's different is you know we're not flying 100 miles per hour we're getting stepped done. and so if you're new and you're like all right i'll check this out just look into the nwa there's a 10 pounds of gold series that just mm. uh it, t- it teaches a lot about the history of the nwa uh shows the tournament they had to the crown. Nick Aldis is new NWA Heavyweight Champion. Uh, last year at NWA 73, seeing Trevor Murdoch defeat Nick Aldis after he was a champ for, God, two years, something crazy like that. Time, it was yeah. like over 1,000 days um, I- I'm going to
0: ask him about it on Saturday because I'm going well, so I'm going to be seeing him there.
1: Yeah, so. Yeah, <laughs> tell him you talk to me. He'll be like, oh, he's the worst. <laughs> yeah.
0: Yeah. Oh, don't Don't know about that, episode, mate. <laughs>
1: yeah. But uh, Trevor Murdoch defeated him last mm-hmm. year in St. Louis with a title, and it was the most, like, heartwarming moment in wrestling ever. Like, Trevor's from St. Louis. That's what wrestling's made of and stuff. And then, like, Rolando beating Matt Cardona. Matt Cardona is the most famous wrestler who's not in WWE or AEW. Mm. If you would you may agree? You no, no,
0: that. I agree. What he done with like GCW and just in terms of his the indie Independence scene as well and coming on to NWA, he yeah. has literally just opened new doors for himself and he's just so well known. But yes. uh, obviously, your, your big brother beating him, we will talk about it in a minute. But yeah, yeah no, I agree with exactly. you. I do agree.
1: That is another reason where it's like that is something that will entertain people, like even mm-hmm. my friends who don't like wrestling they'll comment, and they'll, they'll
0: message me like, dude, this stuff with your big brother in here is hilarious. And they just love it. Uh, so even people who aren't wrestling fans love a Yeah. Nah, yeah. I think, just as I come to the end of it, I mean, I do agree about the NWR. I think one thing I'm attracted to it and I really like about it is the blend of old school and sort of modern wrestling as well that it has. It's not necessarily just, you know, kind of has that 80s approach it has a modern feeling as well you know still got new talent as well and new talent that i've seen from it that have gone since to like aw and and new talent that have grown in nwa and i just i really like it and i think billy corgan you know what he's doing with it it's, it's been brilliant and I'm really happy. Yeah, it's an alternative to wrestling. Sometimes you just want to switch off WWE and AW, and you know, Impact. Sometimes and just you know, just want to watch some character development. You know, just promos. Mm-hmm. That's a lot. I think that's one thing as well. NWA has promos. Mm-hmm. It's become a little bit of a lost art, in my opinion. But that's yeah. just my opinion. But I want to <laughs> ask about your big brother. Uh, before I come to the end of this episode, your big brother, <laughs> Lando Freeman, as we know, um, just, just. Tell me about him, if you can. What was your first impression of him? Like, how was it pitched to you? <laughs> uh,
1: so, yeah, we'll just go ahead and get real here. Um, Rolando, uh, he uh, he came in and they saw that, you know, I had this guy standing next to me who had a very similar look. You know, mm-hmm. he, he's different size. He almost looked like a mini-me. I don't like calling him mini-me, but he, he did look like one. He had the same, we had the same hair, just a little mm-hmm. bit different. He cleaned up his sides. But, you know, the same beard, uh, he was just 150 pounds lighter than me. <laughs> and he was, you know, 18 inches shorter or something. So um, I, I took, I had a conversation with him, you know, I was like, man, how you good? Was good to see you. We just caught up. And uh, I had one of our buddies take a picture. I said, I haven't seen him in forever. Let's take a picture. Let's take a picture. And I sent it to Pat Kenny, who's our, our head of talent relations. Yeah. And, I said, check this out, and uh, Pat says, "Bring him to production right now." So this kid just walks in. You know, I've been there for eight seasons of this time, or seven seasons of this time, whatever it was. He just walks in and just has a conversation with me. Says hi, takes a picture, and I get him a job, <laughs> and then he's and then he's only had two matches in the company, and both of them have been Matt Cardona, and he's whooped his ass both times. <laughs> so like this kid just walked into the Goldman ticket.
0: I smell a hail turn, <laughs>
1: <laughs> and the, that's the thing. He is a heel. I'm a fan. Yeah. Every, everyone like likes me. I'm the good guy. And I can't, you know. I gotta be. Like, my actions have to speak for themselves. And be good. He's in their face saying, "I'm bigger and I'm badder and I'll beat your ass and you're a piece of shit." And just he's he's telling them this. And like anyone else, like if I get in some other guy's face and I'm saying those exact same things and the same yeah. body movements, so I'm a terrible person. But him, he's.
0: Oh, just, so it it only in wrestling as well does like get you <laughs> cheered and booed at the same time, it's just so great, man. I just oh, love the pairing. Yeah. I think mean, if anyone hasn't watched it, it is on YouTube, um, in the main event as well, where he beats Matt Cardona and uh, you get to see yourself in it as well. Um, as we are officially at the end of this episode, is there anything you would like to promote, plug, share, or anything you want to say? The platform is uh-huh. your-
1: yeah. Uh, well, just like I've been saying, watch NWA. We are on Fight TV. There's a monthly subscription service, or there is an annual pass. It's about $50 for a year. You can get all of our pay-per-views. You can watch everything from the beginning of when we brought back NWA Power 2019 all the way up until now. Every week we get new episodes. Uh, you can get all that for $50 in a year um otherwise just get on youtube every friday and saturday we've got new episodes of nwa power and nwa usa coming uh it's this is gonna be a good season we got a lot of exciting things coming i mean that um,
0: awesome yeah follow me
1: on instagram my instagram is the, the rush freeman on instagram uh it's also the freak freeman on twitter uh, i haven't updated that yet <laughs> but that uh, Rush Freeman on Instagram. Well, but the story Freeman.
0: behind <laughs> that one. But no, that's that's. <laughs> yeah, that's
1: that's
0: holding the so. <laughs> That's cool, yeah. man. That's cool. Thank you for coming on, man. It's been an absolute blast chatting to you. For everyone, that's this episode. There'll be more episodes of what do you call it podcast coming out next week, as my way this weekend. Uh, If you can, if you can like, subscribe to the YouTube channel, that would be brilliant. So I could bring on more guests like Rush Freeman. And if you can follow him on social media, I'll put his description. Let me try that again. I'll put his details in the description below so you can follow him and keep up to date with his career in NWA. But for now, enjoy the rest of your day. Morning. Evening, I need to get a better, better conclusion to this podcast because I always sort of <laughs> want to it up. But everyone, have a great day. Take care. Hello there, I've got a special announcement for my next guest. Hi, I'm Sky, and I'm going to be appearing on what do you call it podcast? Yeah. What do you call a podcast? Why are you guys not listening? Hello. So know. She knows the score. Listen, don't she be knows. that guy that misses
1: the podcast. Tune in and make sure you see this gorgeous face and hear that gorgeous voice. George, you're a champ.